Welcome to BSD Talk number 36. It's Thursday, April 27, 2006. No news today, so we'll just jump straight to the interview. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Arjan von Leeuwen, and he is a developer at Opera Software in Norway. So I want to welcome you to the show, and thank you for speaking with us. Thank you for having me. So maybe I could have you describe a little bit about uh, what you do at Opera, and maybe partially the reason for this podcast is because of a new release of Opera coming out. So maybe give us a little bit of information about that. At Opera, I am a developer on the mail client of Opera. Uh, that means working on all features of the mail client, uh, IMAP support, and uh, things like that. And I'm also uh, one of the few developers that work on FreeBSD. And that also means I'm partly responsible for getting Opera to compile on FreeBSD and making sure that everything works. Uh, as it should work. Your other question about the new uh, beta version, we released a new beta version last week, Opera 9, and it comes with a few very um, exciting new features. Uh, the two most important ones, I think, are uh, support for BitTorrent, the BitTorrent protocol, uh, which means that you can download BitTorrent files from right into your browser, just like you download a normal file, and support for widgets, which are small web applications that you can uh, run in the background and uh, open whenever you think that's necessary. And is the BSD version of Opera, does it have the same set of features as the other versions for other platforms? Uh, yes, it does. Uh, actually, the FreeBSD version is, uh, the source code of it is, is exactly the same source code as for uh, Linux and Solaris, the other platforms that we compile for. The source code for Opera on all platforms is shared, so obviously the user interface is specific to a platform but the other source code uh, for HTML rendering and for a lot of things is uh, the same on uh, all platforms, Mac, Windows and Unix. And the widgets, these little web applications, do you have to code a widget for Windows and for a separate one for Mac and BSD or will a single widget work on all operating systems? A single widget will always work on all, uh, all operating systems. This is actually one of the goals specifically for these widgets. They are independent of platform or operating system. They are specific for Opera, uh, but they can run on all the platforms. The FreeBSD version of Opera, how is that distributed? And for what versions of FreeBSD is it distributed? Um, at the moment, we are distributing three versions of the Opera 9 beta. It's uh, one version for FreeBSD 4, one version for FreeBSD 5, and one version for FreeBSD 6. And the versions for FreeBSD 5 and 6 require a, um, a Qt library present on the system, while the version for FreeBSD 4 is statically compiled with Qt, so it does not require any Qt version on the system itself. And the reason for this is so that people who do not have Qt or do not want Qt can always run the FreeBSD 4 version, although they might have to install uh, the FreeBSD 4 compatibility libraries for that. And what is the distribution terms of Opera? Are FreeBSD users going to be able to get this directly from their port systems, or are they going to have to go to the Opera website to get it? Um, FreeBSD users can get Opera from ports. Actually, I'm also the maintainer of the FreeBSD port of Opera, and have been for a very long time now. 
they can get Opera from the ports. It will automatically choose the right version depending uh, on which FreeBSD you have. And they can also, of course, get uh, Opera from the website if they want, or they can get the FreeBSD packages from one of the FreeBSD package servers. All right, so given how easy it would be to install Opera, one of the obvious questions is why install Opera when there are other options such as Conqueror that comes with KDE and the Firefox web browser. What does Opera bring to the table? I think there are a few things in Opera that um, I personally really like why I use Opera. One of the first reasons is that it's very fast. It's, in my experience, a lot faster than uh, Firefox and certainly a lot faster than Conqueror, especially on slower systems. I have a dual Xeon uh, 600 megahertz that I run FreeBSD on, um, that's, uh, and their Opera is actually a lot faster than any other browser. Also, there are a few uh, unique features in Opera, like the ones we just mentioned, Widget and uh, BitTorrents. But also, Opera has a complete internet suite, so it doesn't just have a browser, it also has a mail client built in, it has an IRC client built in, it has an RSS atom feed reader uh, built in, and it has a newsgroups client built in. And this is all in a package of something like 5 megabytes. So you have to download a really small package and you get uh, a program with a lot of features. Yeah, I know that Opera pioneered a lot of features that we see in other browsers, uh, though I don't think it often gets the recognition for bringing them first. Didn't they yeah. do tab browsing first and mouse gestures first? Yeah, actually a lot of features that you see in modern browsers are, uh, have been in Opera for a very long time. As you mentioned, tab browsing, also uh, a search field in the address bar. Opera has done that, I don't know, for at least seven years or eight years. And you start seeing that now in browsers like uh, Firefox and uh, new betas of Internet Explorer. Uh, mouse gestures, also a feature that Opera pioneered. And uh, I think Opera still has the best implementation of mouse gestures available anywhere. Although Firefox has a nice extension for mouse gestures. But that doesn't feel as right as this one. Now, given that people that are running BSD probably are interested in free software, do you feel that the closed source nature of Opera is a disadvantage? And do you think that the features that Opera offers over Mozilla is enough to counteract the fact that it is closed source? Personally, yes, I think it is. I, also, I myself also have a preference for open source software but I simply use Opera because I think it's uh, the better browser. If you really uh, have to be very principled about this and you say, I, I only use open source software, then of course you cannot install Opera, and Opera will, I think, uh, never be open source software, so then you just can't use it. But the features are, for me at least, enough to uh, justify using a closed source program on my open source system. And also, Opera offers uh, very nice support in terms of forums that are available and uh, developers that will help you. Uh, we have a very transparent development process where you can download weekly builds every week at uh, the desktop team blog. That's my.opera.com slash desktop team. And where you can give commentary on the ongoing developments of the Opera browser, which makes the development process transparent and uh, allows us to get a lot of feedback from our users. Now, one thing even people who are using open source browsers still have to contend with is a lot of other closed source material out on the web, such as Flash and Java. And what does Opera do to help bring Flash and Java to the web browser? We have contacts in uh, Macromedia that we uh, try to talk with now and then about uh, Flash support on uh, platforms and also about, for example, Flash support on FreeBSD, although that is going nowhere at the moment. 
I understand. Java support is something that is uh, in the Opera 9 beta uh, works very well in FreeBSD. You can install the new binary uh, Java packages for FreeBSD that are provided by the FreeBSD Foundation, and they'll work immediately in uh, Opera. Now, all of these features are for the i386 platform only, correct? Yeah. Is there any... on FreeBSD. Right. And is there... Right, sorry. Yes, for the FreeBSD. Is there uh, any work going on for porting Opera to other CPU architectures and also other versions of BSD, such as Open and NetBSD? Um, yes, at the moment we're looking at the move to 64-bit uh, platforms. We will soon see that the uh, 64-bit processors will take over a lot of the user base and uh, a lot of people will be running 64-bit versions of Linux and 64-bit versions of FreeBSD. So we're looking into that at the moment and at what point we are uh, going to want to support that, um, which is at what point there are going to be enough users that it is uh, profitable for us to support them and to uh, uh, get Opera to these platforms. And also for the other BSDs, we are looking into this and we'd be really interested uh, what users are thinking about this and if they are interested in a version that is native on their platform, on NetBSD and OpenBSD, because at the moment we don't have a lot of data about this, about the users and uh, what they want. How does Opera justify your time working on the BSDs? I think a, a fear that a lot of people might have with using a closed-sourced web browser is that if Opera decided to eventually uh, abandon coding Opera for the BSDs, people would you know, be stuck. So I didn't know if you had any sense of what motivated them originally to code for the BSDs and what might help them continue coding for the BSDs. The thing with the BSDs is, um, or with any Unix, that if you write a nice and portable code, you can compile on a lot of Unix platforms. And Opera is very portable because it does not only run on these desktop systems, but it also runs on phones, PDAs, uh, embedded systems, and all kinds of other systems where you have to write very portable code. They all use the same uh, code base. The reason to start supporting BSD was just that there were users asking for it, and all it took was a build system to set up and a, a few people to work on getting the uh, preliminary bugs out, and then we could keep supporting it. Opera has a policy of supporting as many platforms as possible, and we will keep supporting as many platforms as possible. This is not something that simply goes away. So this is why we keep developing on BSD and on many Unix systems, and for example also on uh, Solaris. So what brought you to BSD development? How did you get started? Was it at Opera, or was it before taking employment at Opera Software? Um, well, that was way before working at Opera. Um, I only started, started at Opera fairly recently, and I've been working on FreeBSD for a long time. Uh, in my previous company, I used to administer a web server that went on FreeBSD, and a lot of uh, firewall and other server systems that worked on FreeBSD. And I also uh, created some software for FreeBSD for uh, embedded appliances. The reason that I'm maintaining the Opera port, I've been using that a long time before I worked at Opera, and actually it's also the reason I now work at Opera, because Opera actively recruits among volunteer groups, and I've been a volunteer for Opera for a long time as a beta tester, and that's how I was uh, recruited. And you said you work with um, some other people. Are you able to say how many developers are working on the BSD line of Opera? Um, well, not specifically on the BSD line, because as I said, we are working on a shared source base. Hmm. The Unix group is, I think, about 
the people also working on desktop Unix is about eight to ten people. Then there's a, a general desktop team, uh, which I'm also in, also about ten people. Uh, that makes sure that there's a desktop version of Aqua and develops all the generic desktop features, uh, like for example the mail client that I'm working on. And there's a, a large group of developers that develop what we call the core. The core is the system that renders HTML and uh, does uh, JavaScript things and all those things that are uh, generic to all our platforms. So does everyone at Opera use the mail client built into Opera as the primary mail client at the company? I think most of them do, yeah. <laughs> it's a scary thought when you're developing it. Yeah. <laughs> and how about yourself? How much do you use BSD outside of work? Do you use it on personal workstations or your home machines? Yeah, I run uh, FreeBSD at home with a, a KDE desktop. And I use Opera on it, of course. And this is just my generic uh, Word machine. I also have a Macintosh, a PowerBook, that I use for all sorts of things, too. And when you interact with other developers at Opera Software, perhaps people working on the Windows group or the Macintosh group, do you get a sense that building and developing for BSD is more difficult or easier or about the same as developing on other platforms? I think it's about the same. There is, of course, the large Unix group that uh, works on getting a portable Unix interface. So that does a lot of the work that um, specifically I don't have to do on uh, FreeBSD. Uh, but I think it's about the same if you develop for any of the platforms. They all have a different user interface and they all have a lot of uh, quirks and uh, their own things to deal with. Yeah, I think it's about the same. I have to note that uh, Opera uses uh, Qt, as I said earlier, the Qt uh, user interface library. And uh, I think that uh, eases the development a lot for our developers. Now, Opera's been, I think, fairly successful at getting Opera onto phones. I think they have a pretty good market share there. What do you think it will take to increase the market share on the desktop for Opera? I think what it will take is uh, a lot of marketing. <laughs> so a lot, a lot of people don't know that Opera exists. There are even a lot of people that just think that Internet is Internet Explorer. And then there are people who have heard of Firefox. And then there are people that might have heard of Opera. And I think it's necessary to change that and to uh, let a lot of people know that uh, there's another browser. It has unique features that can be very handy and um, you can download it for free. And it's also ACID2 compliant now, isn't it? It is, yes, yes, we're very proud of that. <laughs> One of the first, uh, uh, maybe the first shipping browser on Windows that has uh, ACID2 compliancy. Maybe you could explain ACID2 compliance to some of the users. Uh, the ACID2 test is a test, um, a CSS test designed uh, partly by one of our own people from Opera, I think, um, that was set as a challenge for Microsoft when they started uh, developing Internet Explorer 7, that if you reached, if you can see this image uh, as it's supposed to be rendered according to the CSS standards, then you have a very uh, good um, compliancy with the CSS standards and you've implemented a lot of CSS features. And um, recently some browsers have uh, finished their test, um, they passed the test now. The first to do that was, I think, Safari on the Mac. Uh, then there was uh, Conqueror, which has a lot in common with Safari. And um, now we can uh, say the same. Well, let's hope that uh, more websites start coding for uh, standards and not specifically for Internet Explorer. I know yeah. there's been some cases in the past where uh, it almost looked as though people were specifically targeting Opera <laughs> and breaking pages on purpose, but we won't mention names. 
All right. Well, is there anything else that you want to talk about uh, when it comes to Opera or your work on the BSDs? I'll just say that um, at Opera Software, there's a really innovative atmosphere, and uh, everyone likes getting new features done and uh, getting new things into the browsers. And I think this is what fosters our uh, development and what creates uh, such nice new features. And people are always interested in generating new things. And um, I'm very happy with that. And it's a very nice company to work for. All right. Well, thank you very much for talking with me today. And uh, thank you for having me. Good luck with Opera Beta. And let's hope it becomes Opera 9, the final release, very soon. Okay. I hope so too. All right. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. Bye. If you'd like to leave comments on the website, you can reach it at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. Or if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B I T. G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening.